This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by uh, racing driver and pundit uh, Billy Munger, who's been trying his hand at some Paralympic sports. He was on good form, wasn't he? Well, the thing is, you gave me a piece of cake about an hour ago, yeah. and I feel so sick now. So do I. I feel, I feel I might throw up. It's not good, <laughs> is it? Sorry to share that with you if you're eating. Uh, Tony Shebeki joined us as well from uh, Melbourne to talk cricket, and uh, we had a birthday spread for you as well. So we had a bit of a chat. I think that's it, isn't it? Good afternoon, and the birthday spread has been moved uh, to 3 p.m. Yeah, I mean, we just uh, give people a heads up. Yeah, it's important to this say is that. We've got live racing. Yeah. Well, Ellis says, is it playing to the Australian and Asian TV audience already? It's shocking. Uh, Martin says, I've cancelled everything for this except the Asda delivery. Obviously, I believe I've secured a chicken. Uh, they're hard to come by <laughs> they now, aren't they? A rearranging a meeting, says Chris, as we speak. One final push, Max. You've got this today. Yeah. Uh, ridiculous, says Tracy. I've got a meeting at three. I can't get out of now. No thought for us legacy fans at all. And uh, Adam says, amongst others, I presume the birthday spread will take on the well-recognised rule of next goal wins, despite the fact it's 23-4 to you at the moment. <laughs> Come on, Max, says Adam. No, listen, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We've got time. Yeah. And, you know, this may be my last uh, Hawksby and Jacobs for a while, but you never you, you never know do you, yeah. what happens in the future. I mean, it's a very emotional day when you think of all the years or year that we, 10 months... That we've is it spent that together. I think it's, it's 10 months, really, something like probably, that. Does yeah. it feel longer? Is it feel, it's, it's, it's flown like by 12 years. Uh, what do they call it? The Croyf and Binny era? What yeah, the, well, the, I, I was tempted to bring back Croyf or Binny uh, yeah. just as a one-off, but then I realised we had a very busy show. And, and what about the he doesn't ha- doesn't even have a ladder times, it could be known <laughs> as, the, the save it for the weekend months? I look back on your highlights when I, I bullied you into buying a toolbox, <laughs> spent 50 quid on a toolbox. That was it. Rapper, 50 quid I spent on that toolbox. Yeah, have you used it much? No. And it's no, never, I don't know what other things do. Whoever tenant goes into your place, they're going to have a lovely ladder and a lovely toolbox. If anything goes wrong, they can save themselves some money, do, do which they think, wouldn't have had before. Do you think I've got the uh, the cold toilet uh, in my house, which has got lots of sort of random... You've got a cold toilet? Well, it's the downstairs toilet. It's the, you know, it's the second toilet. Oh, yeah. You don't really use the toilet, but it's got a lot of things on the wall. Mm. Also, I'm putting my house on a... Putting my flat on, you know, sort of a short-term rental. Yeah. Do I lock that toilet because I don't it's got lots of things that would be very obvious that it's my house and what if somebody Airbnb's my house is it full of like pictures me. of you with the stars no 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 no. it's 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 uh the main bit is somebody who run big brother and uh, I happened to be at a dinner with her at w- one point hmm. and a year later she wrote a column about how much of an idiot I was 
really? Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it? so I've got that framed. I've got yeah. um I've got where Is it your room of pain now where you go for every bad review yeah. you've had, every yeah. nasty thing people have said. I've got a um Brian Blessed came on Soccer AM yeah. and every time he said Gordon's alive, I took a little note. Hmm. So I've just got you know like the prison numbers. I've got twelve out with Gordon's Gordon's yeah. alive signed by Brian Blessed. I wouldn't want someone to half inch no. that. You know, what if somebody... Well, if I rented someone's house and oh. there was a locked room, I'd be intrigued. I think hey, there's probably a body in there, there's yeah. probably contraband. Oh, there's also both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> but, you Maybe know, I'd I be thinking, lock it. Also, you know, you, you don't ever go in there. Don't ever go in that room. You're not allowed in that room. It's like double padlocked. I think we'd, and all it was was Brian Blessed saying Gordon's alive. It wouldn't be... Particularly big deal. Oh, I won't lock the cold toilet then. Yeah. You know, why not? Um, uh, David, the Warsaw fan, says, as it's Max's last show, I think it's time for a tell-all on what he thinks of all his talk sport colleagues. Thing is, he's back on Saturday, yes. so that would be a very stupid thing to do, David. There are lots of things I'll miss. I will miss the show. I think it's a brilliant radio programme. I think you and Andy are brilliant. I think Charlie will be great. I think it's a, you know, a compassionate, intelligent, non-sensationalist radio show. You know, there are parts that I won't miss, but I can't say because I'm on on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> well, Crackers, there are Richard Cracknell. Hello, Crackers. Uh, he, uh, he, he does some excellent work around the Spurs Legends nights. He said, all very best to Max um, on his last show with TSH and J. There were big Andy-sized shoes to fill, and he's done it brilliantly. Yet another one ticked off the list. Only 50 more presenters to go before the Hawksby and Cracknell show. You're on the list, Crackers. Don't worry about it, certainly. Anyway. Paul says, I wasn't aware that Max was departing for Australia, and that is his last show in the studio. Max has given it nowhere near enough airtime. <laughs> Smash him <laughs> in the birthday spread, says Paul. Um, now, a couple of things I want to get you going on. Uh, if you've been to the TalkSport website today, you'll see that Denver Bar had a very uh, short-lived period at a football club. 48 minutes uh, in total playing for this particular team. So uh, we were quite interested. He was at Lugano uh, for 48 minutes, um, having had slightly longer at West Ham, Newcastle and Chelsea. But we were looking for the shortest job you ever had and why, Mm. uh, and why it was so short-lived. And feeding into that, going out with a bang, uh, we thought, because here you are, Max, you could go out, but you could be very butch and sunburned. You could say, right, okay, let's kick off on breakfast. <laughs> do I like him? Do I like, you know, I mean, you could do all of that. You could just scorched earth, but that's that's not you. But some people do go out in the kind of quadrophenia Phil Daniels style, don't they, when they when they, they yeah. resign or Jack they leave. Jack says, uh, I didn't clean the fountain pen water on my last day at the pen shop. I felt pretty rebellious. Yeah, what about that? Says. Rock and roll. Yeah, I got fired from WH Smith Music Department for playing Get mm. Off by Prince on repeat. It is quite rude. It is for Smith at 11am. <laughs> sort of fair enough, isn't it? Um, John says, my contract wasn't renewed after a Christmas, uh, Christmas at a catalogue company in the late 90s. Mm. As a parting shot, I accessed the computer system and changed the orders so that everyone who ordered a Rangers puffer jacket received a Celtic one instead. <laughs> Have that, says John. Very good. Uh, okay, Jeff, then. Jeff Ge- Stelling has yeah. been in touch. Hello, Jeff. Oh, uh, you, Jeff. He's corrected that I should call... Uh, Pa- I always thought it was Paddy Ammon, Podrick Ammon, Podge. He's, He's Podge. Says. Podge, that's what he says. Okay. Jeff says, and Jeff knows not, these things. Yeah, not, that's not a nod, nod to his waistline at the moment as no, the years who, advance, who I would knows? imagine. He says, good luck in Australia. <clears throat> but, you know, Jeff yeah. the professional, also correcting my work as we go on. Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. my attention in a moment of madness I've been calling them Passos de Europa which sounds like a Santana track <laughs> but really they've got a Passos one, de Ferreira of course you really so got, got told off you got admonished by oh, the, the producer, producer comes in he said he was going to go a bit soft on us today but you know he's told us he hates the talent you know he's, he's laid that down very in a way it's doors. good though you don't want someone laughing at everything you say you don't want a sick fan I certainly haven't got that blimey Anyway, um, let's talk um, cricket now. And we're all a bit concerned as England cricket fans heading into the Ashes, uh, the England Test team, not in the greatest of Nick, uh, which is something of an understatement, but they have issues in Australia, and it is around Justin Langer, the coach. Malcolm Conn, respected journalist, um, became part of the media team for a while with Australia, and a story that emerged from their time in Bangladesh in the last couple of days and a fallout that Langer had had with one of the staff there over a video that was posted of the Bangladeshi team. Obviously very excited, having beaten the Australians for the first time in a series um, over in Bangladesh. Um, he admonished the social media team, the current one, for putting up a video of the Bangladeshi players celebrating. Uh, and Malcolm Conn has come out in the uh, Sydney Morning Herald saying, you know, tip of the iceberg, I was used to this uh, kind of behaviour. The players... Don't like it either. There is an issue there. Um, He says um, in one passage, players are being worn down by Justin Langer's volatile, high-stress environment he inhabits as a coach and his folksy, cliched, motivational homilies. As one player told the Herald and the Age, it becomes draining and affects everything. So, joining us now, um, the voice of the G, the voice of the MCG. Um, You'll have to to sweet talk Tony. I'll be listening to him on Boxing Day. You'll have to sweet talk Tony. He'll get you a ticket uh, for Boxing Day uh, when you move to Australia. Tony Shebecki joins us. Hi, Tony. G'day, Paul. G'day, Max. Max, lovely to 
talk to you. I'm a massive fan of the Football Weekly podcast. Oh, thank so. you. Yeah, good. Well, you can go and have a you can have a pint with him. Well, you can't. But I mean, can't sort of set. Do you want a pint in December? Once everybody's been vaccinated, you can have a pint. He'll be there. (laughs) And actually, Tony, I'm 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 in the I'm in the market for some friends. I'm I'm sort of quite easygoing. I wouldn't require too much time. And you know, let's start as acquaintances and see how it goes. Yeah, that'd be nice. Sounds great to me. That's how great relationships start. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. So, um, how's this played? Because then Malcolm Connors is a name in the world of journalism there, and he's he's gone in. He's sort of studs up on Justin Langer. What's what's been the effect of this piece? Yeah, well, speaking of great relationships, it would seem that the relationship between Langer and uh, the players, not and even the off uh, the off field staff has probably got a little bit strained. It's an interesting one because Australia hasn't played that much cricket in the last 18 months, and it would seem like that is where most of the problem has really stemmed from. We've only played one test series against India, a 2-1 loss to them, uh, and that was an understrength Indian team. That was last summer here in Australia, and uh, our T20 form of late hasn't been great either. But, uh, yeah, it would seem that uh, Langer who inherited the job back in 2018 after the uh, now-famous Sandpaper Gate in South Africa is uh, very much a motivational speaker, very much a, a Zen master and uh, very much loves to work with his words. And it would seem, as uh, Malcolm Conn has said, Paul, and you pointed out, that uh, those words are starting to grate a little bit on the Australians. And Ian Chappell, former Australian captain, came out and said he understands what the players uh, thinking if that's the case, because he said, if I listen to a bloke speak too much, it normally goes in one ear and straight out the other. Yeah, <laughs> and one of the parts, you know, at the top of this article, it says, look, you were never certain whether your question was going to be met with an answer or an explosion. And that, I mean, yeah. if the bot, that is difficult, isn't it? If, if you don't, if someone's angry all the time, you can kind of under, you, you sort of know, okay, that's fine. But if, if they deal the same thing differently on two different occasions, then if you're a player, you just don't know what to do, really. I don't know if it's anger or if it's more passion that Justin Langer probably has oozing from him. Uh, There's no doubt about the passion he has for the game of cricket and no doubt about the passion he has for the green and gold colours of Australia. Matthew Hayden, of course, who was an opener with Justin Langer for a long time, best of mates, these two guys came out on SEN Radio this evening and said that the the words that are coming out of the dressing room, (coughs) words that happen in between four walls, Mm. are just showing absolute total disrespect for a guy who's played over 100 tests. That sort of stuff needs to stay in the format that it's spoken in and shouldn't be coming out. So, yeah, there's a a little bit of contentious feeling, I suppose, around uh, Chairman of Selectors George Bailey has come out and backed Langer 100% and has basically said that the Australian team just needs to start winning. If they want to get rid of these rumours about their coach, then just start winning and that will happen. And uh, a lot of the... A lot of the confusion, I suppose, out there at the moment came from a statement that was made by Cricket Australia boss Nick Hockley, which uh, supported Langer up until, I suppose, the end of his contract, which is the end of next year, but didn't talk about a future beyond that. I mean, it's probably quite hard to tell, given that they haven't played a lot of test cricket, but how good are they? Because you, you know, that's true. If, if Australia win all the time, no one will care if Justin Langer's the nicest man in the world or, or, or he's terrible. No, exactly right. And and I think until Australia can actually get some matches under it, it's a, it would be a really hard period of time to judge the performance of a coach or a player in what we've had in the last 18 months, not just here in this country, but right around the world with this COVID-19 situation. I mean, it has affected everyone in the way that we've had to go about our lives and go about our professional sport as a, a professional sports person. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't want to be judged on this period because uh, I think it would be a bit unfair.
How much of a concern is it that the Ashes may not go ahead? We've You've probably been hearing that there's concerns from the players if they can't see their families for that whole period while they're in Australia. Many of them won't come, which will obviously un- undervalue the, the Ashes, which nobody wants. But, I mean, it, what are you sensing? That there will be a sort of thaw in the attitude of the players' families coming or, or or is it a huge doubt it's a it's a situation that uh i suppose gets handled by the fact that it's an ashes series uh, players don't get the opportunity to play an ashes series too often especially over here in australia it's only once every four years and then every other uh two years over in england so uh, the players need to take a little bit of responsibility in this as well and i totally understand where they're coming from but these are different times we can't live under the conditions that we've lived before we can't demand the demands that we've actually asked for before because they just are, they're just not going to be attainable. I mean, Australia's lost a lot of prime sport this year and in the last 18 months, two Formula One Grand Prix. We went through an Australian Open with a very hosed down situation in regards to our crowd. And I would assume that crowd situations are going to be hosed down again for the Ashes series. Currently, New South Wales, the entire state of New South Wales is currently under lockdown and don't expect that to happen and clear until the end of November. That will only be six weeks, five to six weeks before the actual test actually happens. So what will the crowd numbers be by that time? Melbourne going through a lockdown situation at the moment where we're going to lose once again the AFL grand final because we won't be able to have crowds at the MCG. The all talk is that that'll be going to Perth for this year. It was in Brisbane last year. So once again, Will we have 50,000, 60,000 people at the MCG for the first day of the Boxing Day test? Perth is a situation where they're not, you've, got to, uh, you've got to quarantine for two weeks before you go into Perth. That's anyone who doesn't come from West Australia. There are so many different rules and regulations right around Australia that it's making it really hard to conceive how a proper Ashes series might actually take place. Sounds like the perfect, perfect time, time to, to move. Yeah, so perfect time to move there, Max. Really, <laughs> chance to get around and see the country. Anyway, um, we'll, we'll, we'll pass on your details, Tony, and you, you boys, uh, hopefully, can go and Cheers, have a beer Tony. around Christmas. All the best. Very much look forward to it, Max. Thanks, Paul. There we are. There's Tony Shebeki there over in <laughs> Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> I have been looking at the vaccination rates. Going, yeah. get a shift on the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Robert says, and going out in a blaze of glory, I print, printed out a load of copies of different photos of Phil Mitchell, and then randomly put them all back in the printer. Glory days. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> strange. Why they number? But why not? One of these started a job at a fish factory. Said mm. Dan from Grimsby. Denver Bar lasted 48 minutes in a recent uh, job. Um, started a new job at a fish factory, says Dan, uh, hated it, walked out after four hours uh, into the night shift. Didn't realise they'd locked the gates and I couldn't get out. Didn't want to lose face by going back in, so climbed over a security <laughs> railings. Ended up um, with the fence spike going through my shoe. Nice <laughs> visit to hospital at 3am with five stitches in my foot. It's Alan Partridge. <laughs> that is amazing. Dan in Liverpool. Thank you for that. Anyway, uh, we were chatting yesterday to Adam Hills, talking about the return of uh, the Paralympics gets underway Tokyo next Tuesday and Channel 4 apart from bringing us the, the games will be doing plenty of programming uh, around it and that includes uh, this weekend Billy Munger changing gear it's this Saturday 8pm on Channel 4 uh, Billy of course uh, motor racing driver and uh, the commentator and uh, WMQT and he, he tried his he tried his hand at some uh, different uh, Paralympic sports and he joins us now hi Billy How's it going? Good, yeah, thank you. good. Yeah, this sounds like a, sounds like a fun thing to do. 
yeah, it was really cool to to get involved with this this project. So I've, I've always been after having my accident, becoming a dump amp- amputee back in 2017. I've never actually watched the Paralympic Games since being a dump amputee. So for me, I wanted to kind of get involved in the game somehow. And uh, when Channel Four kind of said about maybe doing a project like this. Uh, I was well up for the challenge. Did you? Um, did they give you a list of all the possible sports and you got to tick the ones you liked or were you kind of just thrown in at the deep end? It was kind of a bit of a mixed bag, really. I mean, most of it was themed around my background in terms of there had to be some sort of speed element, some element of going against hmm. the clock because that's kind of what I'm used to in my motorsport background. So there were sports that were kind of more obvious to choose than that and learning how to run on blades and run hmm. with the likes of Johnny Peacock, that was the the ultimate challenge for me. And that's something that I was looking to try and do as a double amputee in the future anyway. So it was a great opportunity to learn from the best. How difficult is that? It's so different mm. to walking on normal prosthetics. I mean, um, I'm a really comfortable amputee in terms of I can get up and about and walk consistently regular and big distances. But running on blades, they're just like huge springs attached to your legs. And for me, being above knee amputee on my left leg and below knee amputee on my right leg, there's the the core strength and stability that's needed because the spring is different side to side. So there's lots of challenges. Yeah, my uh, my friend's son, um, Sean White, has joined us on the show a couple of times. Sean was uh, a victim of a hit and run, became a W amputee a few years back. And uh, he's very sporty, he played a lot of football before. And uh, he sent us a little video when he was trying to get used to blades. Mm. And because it obviously you've that, that you've got that initial thing of just getting used to walking around on prosthetics, so you master that. But he said the first we showed us the video first time a couple of face plants. It is not easy. It's a very different technique, isn't it? Because you get going, and it's it's the stopping that's the hard bit. Yeah, I actually I met Sean a few yeah. times, so I know him. Yeah, I know he's a good mate of mine. I like Sean. He's cool, and um, yeah, he's he's currently doing a lot of training for his um, his marathon attempt that he's got later on in a year, and yeah. <laughs> like Sean, I had plenty of falls and moments where I wasn't sure whether I was doing it in the complete wrong way. And luckily, I had the likes of Johnny and uh, these high-caliber Paralympians to to teach me and talk me through it. And that definitely helped bring me on. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because I just really naively just presumed that getting used to prosthetics would be a really simple thing to do. But it mm. but obviously isn't. Billy? Hello, Billy. If you're there. Oh, sorry. I lost you. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just saying, like, naively just presumed that getting used to even just prosthetics would be pretty straightforward, but that isn't the case. No, not always. I mean, there's obviously a lot of factors that go into getting used to the prosthetics and the comfort and the fit of the sockets is is something that you need to get right. And obviously, this is the first set of blades I've ever had made. So now I've got more experience Mm. and a few months of running under my belt. I know a few areas that probably can do with a bit of fine tuning to allow me to make those next few steps. So it's a constant, like ongoing process of adapting and like, sort of figuring it out as you go along. But at the minute, there's still a lot more of me than there is in the fit of the prosthetics. So I'm still just trying to build mm. that up. Sure. You start out on the short legs, don't you? Uh, the little ones, Billy, the ones that are quite close to the ground, and then you sort of build up to what would be your your working height. Yeah, so I've got a, a set of short legs that, to be honest, most of the time I'm on them, um, that is in the gym, like doing certain exercises, they're really good because they give you that stability and allow you to focus more on strength training. Then you've got your normal blade um, prosthetics for walking and then obviously the blades are running. So, I mean, I'm, I'm getting a bit of a collection of legs <laughs> building in the house <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, what, other, what other things did you try out? 
So uh, as well as the running, I did um, swimming with a, um, a girl called Alice Ty, um, outdoor, out open water swimming. So that was a, a bit of a shock to the system, getting in the cold, freezing water at 7am and really throwing myself in the deep end with that. And then obviously as well, there was canoeing, para canoeing, and that's with Charlotte Henshaw. And uh, she was incredibly impressive. I've done a bit of um, canoeing. I did that for my comic relief challenge at the start of this year. So that was one thing where I'd racked up a, probably a good, sort of 80 100 hours in in training for that on like the canoe erg and stuff like that so it was an it was a sport i was more comfortable with but then to see a paralympian who's going to be going for gold out in tokyo um do it next to me i realized that even with 80 100 hours you think you'd be sort of a bit closer to the mark there's still so much performance to come and that just for me highlighted the the amount of effort and the dedication it requires to be a paralympian it is they are incredible athletes. Yeah, it's interesting you say you, you kind of feel you'll probably watch it in a different way now. You know, it's the first Paralympics since you've been a W amputee and, and uh, you know, you'll have a new, not a newfound respect, I'm sure it was there before, but you'll, you'll just know what goes into the physical effort to do what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. I've really enjoyed watching the, the Olympics so far this summer out in Tokyo. I think it's been great and to see the whole... Mm. Um, nation get behind all the athletes and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the obviously the different Paralympians go um, go for gold out in Tokyo it's, it's going to be a really cool experience and I'm I'm looking forward to being inspired myself all these athletes that are out there I now know or have a better insight into the dedication that's required to get there so I as, as much as I had respect for them before it like you said it is that different insight to that now and I'm yeah just really uh, hoping they all do well. I, I was aware that Sean had reached out to you and had some conversations because his accident happened before yours. And and I, I'm sure, you know, just talking to people who've gone through this and, and having people say, look, you know, it's going to be tough, but life can get back to normal is important. I mean, you were 17, you went 18 when this accident happened. It's mentally, it's it, it's a tough time and a tough thing to deal with, I guess. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I was actually... Um, I came across Sean when I was visiting places to get my prosthetics made early doors when he was just getting up on his feet for the, the first few steps and it was good to meet someone like that who was in the early stages of walking on prosthetics just to again get a bit of understanding of you kind of get a bit of understanding of the level of effort and dedication that it takes to kind of actually just get up and walking on prosthetics and meeting people who have all got different stories and and it's uh yeah that was a, it was a cool experience i think the the people that i've met in my recovery have really helped bring me on leaps and bounds and shared little bits of information and tips that have um, definitely helped me progress as quick as possible brilliant good to talk to you billy we wish you well with the show so it's channel 4 at 8 p.m this saturday yep yeah that's it nice one all the best thanks, take billy. care thanks guys Billy Munger, they can hear him, of course, as part of Channel 4's uh, F1 coverage. Doing very well as a really good at that, yeah. pundit as uh, well. And, and Sean, who we were talking about, is uh, one of the youth coaches at Ipswich now. So uh, he's been able to stay involved in football, which is uh, which is fantastic. He's been on the show with us before and he's an amazing lad. It's like Adam Hill said yesterday, isn't it? You know, the, the, the backstories of the Olympians, as he said, mm. you were good at a sport, you carried it on. The backstories here of the Paralympians, you know, are it's a cliche, but they are really inspirational. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. And it's uh, time for the birthday spread, mm. isn't it? Yeah, it and is. uh, it's a pretty simple game. It's the last time we've been playing it for a while. Is it 23-4? 23-4, all to play for. 
Uh, I'm winning. <laughs> I'm winning at the moment. Uh, the way it works is this: Andy Jacobs is going to give us ten birthdays. We have to guess how old these people are. Um, birthdays of the week, not just of today. Andy will have a guilt edge gag for each one. Jeff Peters will keep score from his uh, East Midlands nerve centre. And the smallest margin of error after myself and Max have guessed all the birthdays will win the competition. Um, good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. Hello, for the Andy. last time. Yeah. Very, you, very you, sad. You, tell you, you, you're time. suffering from a bit of a. You went to two football matches and mingled with people oh, for the no, first time. No. You got a cold. It's amazing, isn't it? I'm really bunged up and uh, not good, but uh, that was annoying. Croy's turn when I was on Lamella's Rabona. Anyway. <laughs> no, you can't gags like that. They're only going to get better. <laughs> That's true. Gags Wazza says, I think all 10 people in the birthday spread should be Max's family or friends. Yeah. I, should point, I should point out, Andy, mm. that, that Paul mm. has given me a very large slice of a very good cake. Mm. I think to weigh me down yeah. before the spread. Well, no, it was I've, all I've done. Had, I've had some as well. <laughs> it was all done on the front of you know. I, I'm nice. You're leaving. You know, be sad. We've got a wonderful <laughs> chemistry. But actually, he's trying to weigh me down ahead yeah. of the spread. He's a vile man. Yeah, we've all had a. I've bit worked of... with him for twenty years. Never given me a cake. <laughs> well, you're not, you haven't left. <laughs> You've never left, Andy. You know, so, <laughs> he's got buckets of cakes. He's had. I bought this fifteen years ago for yeah. Andy. If you're prepared to leave, if you're prepared to leave. I'll buy you a cake. I'll buy you two cakes. So, uh, Jeff. Peters is uh, joining us now. Good afternoon, Jeff. <laughs> Get that one, Jeff. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's a sad day, Max's swan song on the spread, but people have been getting in touch to pay their respects, yeah. including Gustavo Dudamel, Serge Dorney, yeah. Susanna Clapp, Trevor <laughs> Fishlock, <laughs> Professor Morna Hooker, Eben yeah. Upton, Frank Auerbach, Mikis Theodorakis, and Clarissa Eden, who yeah. Max famously thought was 42 when, in fact, she was 101. <laughs> she, just, she looks so well for it. Wouldn't it be great if we got them all in this afternoon? <laughs> And the other, the, into the studio now. The other important question: At which point do we remove Max from the birthday spread WhatsApp group? Well, hang oh. on a second. Oh, I think he'd like to stay really, in it. He'd like to keep I mean, in touch. Brutal. I mean, it's a ruthless game, the spread, isn't it? I think it? after Charlie has won six weeks running, Max may remove himself. He'll certainly mute this. <laughs> Max Rushton has left the group. I'm, I'm, I'm world-ranking three. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm I'm not leaving Talksport, am I? No, I'm just not. I'm just I'm still hanging about. I'll be back at summers and winters. It's a long journey for me now to get ahead of Paul, but I'm in, I'm invested. Well, we'll keep the count. Don't worry mm. about. It. Let's get underway then, because times are pressing. Here's Pele. Okay, Andy, first birthday. Yes, okay. It's a very happy birthday to the fine actor Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. And uh, last time I saw him, he was standing outside Turf Moor talking to one of Burnley's best defenders. For some reason, he didn't want to admit who it was. I had to ask him three times, you talking to me? (laughs) You talking to me? You talking to me? That's very good. Very good. Um, Who's going first? I don't know. It's up to you. No, I won last week, so Challenger goes. Oh, okay. Um, Robert De Niro, he's got to be about 74, hasn't he? Mm, 77. He's 78. Oh, okay. So uh, early lean for Max. What's that done to the scores? Uh, Max won, Paul four. Have you eaten all okay. your cake, Max? Um, no, or? I've saved half the cake because it's <laughs> okay. me a doorstop, honestly. Yeah, I was trying to weigh you down. It's what killed Elvis. Mm. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> it's, the, yeah. it's the singer-songwriter Belinda Carlisle. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, and her most famous song, Heaven is a Place on Earth, has just dropped out of the 100 uh, best-selling singles of all time. Such a pity to see Carlisle relegated. Oh, there we are. Belinda Carlisle there. 63. You think she's that old? 
That's why I said it, Paul. Um, you know how the game works. Fifty seven. Wow. 63. She's 63. not Belinda Carlisle. 63. Yeah. Well, she was in the Go Go's, wasn't she? And that I was suppose, uh, in the yeah. 70s, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. She is 63. Is that the game works? It's a steward's inquiry. <laughs> maybe she is. What's that down to the scores? 10 1. Oh, okay. 10 1. Oh, dear. Yeah, okay. That's not okay right? uh, yes, a former presenter, of course, on Talksport, leader of the Workers' Party of Britain, former Labour and Respect MP, George Galloway. And uh, unlike most people, uh, George actually likes door-to-door salesmen coming to his house. But if he has to choose, he'd rather they were feminine. He gives priority to women. <laughs> 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 and old George. You've got to know your talk sport there. <laughs> you do. Uh, George. <laughs> I liked it. He's still he's wearing Very well good. whenever we see him. Oh, what is he? Uh, blimey. Um, 72. I think he's a little bit older than that. Okay. Just like to say that. It's a hat. Makes him yeah. look younger. 74. No, he's 67. Sorry, oh. George, if you listen to a hat, makes him look older. <laughs> it's the beard. <laughs> so what's that done to the schools? And the opinions, I would argue, but anyway. It's 15-8. Bit of politics there. 15-8. I hope that George Galloway goes into business with the Dutch footballer Denzel Dumfries. Oh, oh, yeah, so perfect. Yeah, got a constituency. Oh, right. <laughs> What's the score, like, sorry? 15 8. <laughs> okay, 15 8. It's a bit cocky. Okay, it's the, silly, wasn't it? the fine actor from Only Fools and Horses, John Chalice. Oh, John yeah. Chalice. John can be found every other weekend at Sellers Park selling organic homemade beer of the purest quality. Mm. Yes, the chalice from the palace has to prove that it is true. Well, that he even sold some to the former West Ham striker, Harewood. Marlon. Oh, <laughs> Two for the price of one, then. Gag, gag on gag. <laughs> oh, John Chalice. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be young. Can't be young, John Chalice. I'll go. If it's, if it's who I think it is. Yeah. Um, Someone that goes Marlene. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Don't yeah, help okay. him, any. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I picked that from the gag. Um, <laughs> 81. I don't know, John came in a little while. I don't know he's that old. 76. 79. Oh, okay. Ooh, it's hotting up, isn't it? Yeah. yeah Paul, Paul is three out. Max is two out. So it's 18 10. And I've, I've never mentioned this before, but John Chalice was my next door neighbour for almost two and a half decades. <laughs> he's just moved out. I don't know why he's leaving or where he's going to go, but for 24 years I've been oh, living God. next door to no, Chalice. No, Chalice. <laughs> Chalice. <laughs> Andy, Andy never has a job of anyone's been safer than yours. What? Not much of a standard either. Okay, last one before half-time. The footballer and commentator, Barry Venison. Barry Venison. And apparently Barry's giving up commentary and TV work soon, but no matter what, I was determined to catch a glimpse of him before it was too late. I wanted to see Venison and die. Yeah. See venison, see venison, see venison die. die. See venison. They don't want to see venison die. No, you, oh, no, you want to see Venice and die. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. But you say venison and die. That doesn't really work. We'll workshop that. Venison and die. Venison and die is due to be joining like, Leicester City, I think. Yeah, I think it is. It sounds like Barry Venison and his Welsh mate. Like a vent act. Um, uh, anyway, Barry, good old Far too much analysis. Good old Barry. <laughs> of a pun. Um, 50, uh, 54. 56. 
57. Ooh, Ooh. half time. So we're going to half time. What are the scores, Jeff? Uh, it is Paul 21, Max 11, Max with a 10 point wow. advantage. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. <laughs> Welcome back to the birthday spread, where the uh, breaking news is, uh, Andy, that the the um, proverb is, uh, see Naples and die, not Venice. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get the reference <laughs> anyway, I just presumed because I was young. I, but there we are. Really? So all that fuss over nothing. <laughs> see Naples and die. I but, could have sworn it was see Venice and to die. To be fair, Les says... Oh, no, it's a song by a group called Ward 13. Oh, oh of them. course, that's what you were that alluding to. <laughs> Les does say, I rocked, I rocked my head backwards <laughs> and laughed out loud and clapped my hands at the first gag for John Chalice. When Andy followed up with Marlene, well, that almost finished me off. My worry is that Andy has now peaked. It's downhill all <laughs> he the hasn't. way from here. Um, Danny yeah. says, Paul's letting you win like dad raising his son in the garden yeah uh, aaron says it sounds like sean dice is doing the gags um and <laughs> gaz, gaz says can see paul throwing this to give max some joy to go out on yeah. i hope not though and i hope he absolutely destroys him as well, a parting shot stephen hadley in essex wanted to know when we said how old is george galloway was that human years or cat years very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good point, Steve. Thank you. Anyway, yes. Pele. Pele's to see Venice and die, a poem by Herbert Nerlich, and also a quote in the talented Mr. Ripley. So yeah, I'm if you look at Wikipedia for long enough well. or Google, you will find, you'll, you'll make sense of your mistake. Of course I will. Anyway, anyway what's next? it's a very happy birthday to the clinical psychologist, hmm. Sir Simon Baron-Cohen. Sir Simon Baron-Cohen. Oh, okay. And he always thinks people are having a go at him about his job. Is it because I is a clinical psychologist? <laughs> 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 Very good. Probably related. Anyway, uh, presume he's not, not his son. So let you know. I'm going to work on the fact that he's. Well, it could be brother or dad. Couldn't have no yeah. clue. Seventy-eight. Eighty-six. Oh, you're in trouble, boy. Sixty-three. Oh, <laughs> no. It's yeah. like he's going out with a bang. Well, so you what's never that? Know. What's you that done to the scores, Jeff? Well, right. That makes it slightly more. Oh, no, it doesn't make it that much more interesting. But it's forty-four twenty-six. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm getting Ooh. a bit of a kicking at the Keep moment. Keep your shape, Rushton, hey. says Jonathan. I will. Yes. Just yeah. yelling shape. He now. is a cousin of uh, Sasha Baron oh, okay. Cohen, oh, according right. to. Oh, I, just went, I just went down the dad route. You went down anyway. the dad route. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I took a chance. Oh, that was a mistake. Well, there okay. you go. That's that's the game. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> Bryn. <laughs> Brilliant. That's Bryn Vale, the uh, yachtsman and Olympic gold medalist. Bryn Vale. And uh, I know Bryn because he asked me to decorate his Olympic yacht with a large pencil portrait of him on the side of the boat. I drew a veil over it. Hey! I don't know how I mean, Bryn Vale, do you know? Whatever you say, I'm going one higher. Yeah. <laughs> 67. 68. 65. Oh, OK. I've clawed a couple back at least. Okay, well, Jeff is just needed. Oh, yeah, sorry, just Jeff. just Feel free work, to jump in, Jeff. Just working out forty-six twenty-nine <laughs> with with three to go. Okay, right. That leads off, and he it's, can't just go one out this time. Yeah, it's the Conservative MP Johnny Mercer. Conservative MP for Plymouth, Johnny Mercer. And he makes an unusual but delicious smoothie, which he refuses to sieve. The quality of Mercer is not strained. Nice. Beautiful. Um, thank you. Don't, yeah. don't I'll have it. to Google don't, what that don't means. Get, don't get it. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. It's, uh, it's, um, it's the merchant of venison. Ah, is it the merchant of venison? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> isn't it? I think it is. I, I played Shylock. I hope it is. I yeah. played Shylock. Did you? Know, yeah, but it's a long time yeah. ago. Johnny Mercer. How old is he? Mm, that's a, I mean, that's the question, really, isn't it? That's the only question I need to think about right now. Ten times yeah. on a Thursday, yeah. Johnny Mercer. I reckon he is 50. 
Yeah, he is, isn't he? I, I, I know he is. I think um, he's part of those. He's got very young hair. He looks quite young. Uh, fi- I'm going to go 40, 48. He's 40, actually. Is he? Wow. Sorry, Johnny, if you're listening. Sorry, you? Johnny. Young hair for a reason. He's young, mm. relatively speaking. 54 so. plays 39. 15 in it, two to go. 54, 39. OK. OK. It's Max will use uh, S. Housery at this stage. I don't blame him. Well, I don't blame him, let's be honest. Let's okay. not blame me for that. No, OK. No. <laughs> he was the chairman of the Bletchley Park Trust and chief of secret intelligence service, Sir John Scarlett. Sir John Scarlett. And he's a fine cricketer, too. He once skipped a, a team featuring Ron Harris, Ron Moody and Ron Howard. Yes, it was Captain Scarlett and the Mr. Rons. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Very good. Definitely needs to do a talk sports show with Jamie O'Hara. Yeah. yeah. Um, of course he does. He does. Um, and he won't care about it, I know. 78. Mm, 80. Oh, okay. 73. Oh, okay. It's getting a little mistake. So what's that done to the scores, Jeff, as we had? You said said 80 there, Max, didn't you? So you're seven out. That takes you to 46. Uh, Paul moves on to 59. 13 in it. 13 in it with one to go in Max's swan song birthday spell. Here we go, then, Max. The last one you're going to have to guess for a while. Okay. Okay, it's the actor L.Q. Jones. L.Q. Jones. And uh, who can forget the day he scaled the shard without a safety harness? I've never seen such a high LQ. <laughs> Very I good. Mean, I mean, Thank you. I don't know. What a way to go out. LQ <laughs> <laughs> Jones. I'm going to remember LQ. Well, I'm sitting in hotel quarantine for two weeks, shaking my fist at a picture of LQ Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I remember LQ Brooks. Oh, yeah, LQ Brooks. Thank yeah, you very Brooks. much. Thank you. <laughs> what do you think, LQ Jones? I mean... This is so annoying. Yeah, it's on. not even like, you know, Sir Arbuthnot no, Aitchison. I mean, like it's no. a 92. It Emeritus could be, it could be 26 LQ Cardiff Jones, Fisher couldn't he? Yeah. <laughs> LQ Jones is 56. Okay. I'm going to go LQ Jones. I'm going young LQ, okay. the boy, the, the boy. Doogie Hauser of whatever business he's in. LQ Jones is 40. I'm afraid LQ Jones is 94. (laughs) (laughs) I passed my LQ. I I failed my LQ test, should I say. Um, So what's that? I mean, that is as big a defeat as I've ever had. Yes, it is. Max going out with two wins on the bounce, just as he's finally getting used to how this game works. (laughs) Uh, He wins by a huge margin. Mm. Paul 113, Max 84. Uh, it is it is a whopping, whopping victory yeah. for Max on his farewell game. Congratulations and best of luck. Thank sir. you. I, look, I, I had to make a statement today. You did. Otherwise, I'd have been forgotten Take in the annals the of the spread. Yeah. And I didn't want to be in that place. I wanted to be right on it. And people will still be thinking of that victory in however many months or years' time that I play it again. 23-5, the overall scores. I mean, that is very nothing. Scary. It's a Pretty very good. dangerous lead, isn't it? Are you, you won the exhibition match as well, of course, no, and let's throw that, that in there as count, well. No, I don't count that one. Me and, Char- <laughs> me and Charlie... Staying are, in the WhatsApp group. Me and Charlie are one all, aren't we? Um, I yes. think myself and Charlie Baker. We're 1-1 one, one as it stands. So we, we go into next week. Um, I mean, does next week really matter? <laughs> Well, it's a very different. Doesn't the doesn't the weekends, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Andy, thank you. Cheers, Andy. I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you soon. Yes, lovely. All right, Max. I'm sorry I can't come to your farewell do tonight, but don't uh, tell anyone. I haven't haven't invited anybody. They're all listening. Oh, I see. Keep it on the down low. (laughs) Yeah.
It's just a quiet pint. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it is just a quiet pint. There's not, we haven't hired a hall or anything. No. Okay. Not after that cake. Blimey, it was heavy duty. Oh, it was a heavy cake. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. All the best. That's a pleasure. All the best, Max. Thank you, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, there we are. The birthday spread returns uh, next week. Charlie Baker, who's really good at this game. Um, I think we do sit at one all. And, You're uh, in terrible form in the last four games, aren't you? I've just really, fallen absolutely. away. I've lost my mojo. I've got the yips. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Max, this is yeah, it. This is it. This is it. emotional times. It's my first ever... Uh, first ever show at Talkport in 2008. It's been very emotional. Yeah. Um, I think of all the people I've presented with, and I've had a, oh, genuinely, without being silly, I've really enjoyed this. And, you know, I, not the, you know, obviously Andy's had a lot on his plate, and, mm. and uh, you know, it, what he's done, he's been so devoted to Sue, and I think that's such a wonderful thing. And I look forward to him being back in his rightful seat. Charlie will be brilliant. And, yeah, I'll be back on Saturday at night. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he's, had a good, he's back on Saturday. No, less than in this studio. Yeah. I've not gone yet. Oh, no, you haven't gone yet. Yeah, That's yeah, right, yeah. less than for back. Max, thank you. I've, I've enjoyed it too. And, stop uh, it, honestly. Stop thanks it. for stepping in at a tough time. No, that's all right. And it's been fun. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. And uh, we should privately have a game of Cruyff or Binny now and again on a quiet night. When it's about three Just in the morning, you can't sleep. Just like, middle of night, the phone sleep. rings, it's Paul going, Who like owned a, who Who's owned this? a full Leave pop Leave me alone. Pop. Yeah, brilliant. OK, so um, Andy's back alongside me tomorrow, cold permitting. We'll have the clips of the week for you. Charlie Baker will be here uh, for uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays and uh, Andy's Mondays and Fridays. All being well, Andy will be joining us for extra days during the week as well but uh, have a fine evening enjoy uh, the guys on drive Darren Bent and Andy Goldstein up next the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. I'd say we'd do it all again tomorrow, Max, but that's it, isn't it, from your point of view? You'll be back Saturday, though, won't you? Yeah, back Saturday, off to Australia on Tuesday, still in the weekends. I've very much enjoyed working with you, Paul, and we'll do it again. Yes. Maybe. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll never see each other again, but it's been good. Who knows? Uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.